You're listening to The Sipping Point, and this is Lori Forrester, the wine coach. On the line with me, I have Robert Passion. He's an independent writer and producer living and working in Washington, D.C. He has worked on programs and videos for Nat Geo, Discovery Channel, PBS, and lots of national nonprofits. But his current project is one that has me pretty enthralled. It's a documentary called Capital Food Fight. Explores how the D.C. street food battle was fought and won. And what we mean by that is food trucks versus the restaurants, I get, right, I guess. Right, Robert? That's exactly the, that's the crux of the issue. Well, you know, the whole food truck thing is so hot right now. I mean, the Food Network doing shows and just, you know, here in Baltimore, we've got a ton as well. Everywhere you go, really. What kind of inspired you to take this look at the D.C. food truck battle? Well, I had, I was new to D.C., and uh, I was flipping through one of the newspapers, and I saw that there was this tension going on between the food trucks and the restaurants, and I dug into it, and I went to some food trucks, and I talked to some restaurants, and it just seemed like a fascinating conflict because, you know, the food trucks and the restaurants are both pursuing the American dream, and this story is kind of where these two American dreams collide. Mm-hmm. And what's at the heart? of the controversy. I mean, you know, we live in a capitalistic society. Yeah, right. Uh, right. <laughs> so everybody can start their own business from nothing and, you know, has the promise to, you know, make it big. Why Why would the restaurants begrudge the food trucks the same opportunity that they have? Uh, three words, location, location, location. Um, in D.C., and this is kind of where D.C. is different than Baltimore. In D.C., when the food trucks came in, um, the existing regulations, the existing laws in the books allowed, allowed food trucks to park and do business from any parking meter in the city. And these include parking meters in front of restaurants. So as uh, the first food truck, first gourmet food truck rolled onto the streets in D.C. in 2009, and then it just exploded. So when there was very few trucks and they might or might not park in front of restaurants and do businesses, do business, it wasn't an issue at first, and then the rain came, and there was like every week you would see two, three, four, five new food trucks. Mm. The point now where we have 150, maybe 300 food trucks, and there just got to be so many, and they could park anywhere, the restaurants got kind of ticked off and upset, and they started voicing their concerns to the elected officials. So basically, you could have a restaurant or cafe, and a food truck could park right there, outside of your store, and as the customers are walking by, instead of going into your restaurant, they're going to the food truck. We actually have footage of a bakery truck in front of a bakery. <laughs> oh, ouch. Yeah. Okay. So tensions got a little high, I'm... as you can imagine, especially if you're a business owner and you're looking out the window and you're seeing you know, your customers across the street lining up in front of a food truck. Now, that said, you had mentioned earlier, we live in a capitalistic society, and there are numerous big chain retailers that aggressively start their businesses or locate their businesses across from mom and pop businesses that are very similar. So we that is kind of the vibe of America. Mm-hmm. But there are also regulations in place that try to encourage all forms of competition. And that has really been at the heart of, of this regulations battle. It's been a four-year battle in D.C., Well, it looks like, you know, some of the key players you have involved in the documentary, which first aired on June 26th on Maryland Public Television and will replay on PBS. We'll have the link to that on thewinecoach.com. But you talked to the Food Truck Association of Washington, the Restaurant Association, as well as elected officials. 
But I imagine you probably met some interesting characters, food truck uh, <laughs> and otherwise. So tell me, you know, just one of the interesting people you met along the route of making this documentary. Well, uh, that is a great question because the probably the most interesting person that I met was the guy, his name's Justin Vitarello, um, who started the whole food truck craze in Washington, D.C., which now is the top four, the number four food truck city in America, behind L.A., San Francisco, really? and uh, New York City. Yeah, D.C. is just blown up. It's huge. It's incredibly popular, um, and the people here in D.C. really love it. But the godfather of the whole food truck revolution in D.C. is a guy by the name of Justin Vitarello, and I think he used to work in some sort of financial or real estate you know, sector of business. But the man dressed up like a clown, <laughs> had four different outfits. His first day, he says in the film, my dad was with me in the truck the whole day telling me how not normal I was for doing this. Wow. This was the 2009 inauguration day of Barack Obama. That's when the, the fire was lit on this whole thing, and it started with a guy dressed up like a clown. And, and that helps business. <laughs> well, it it really it was really good for marketing, and the media just loved it. And I don't think that was necessarily his intent, because the guy is very, very passionate mm-hmm. and very kind of thinks on a completely different plane than probably a lot of us. But um, is very open minded, very open hearted, and this was just it was kind of an expression of who he was. And uh, he serves great fusion, kind of Ethiopian um, and some Middle Eastern food, and. People just absolutely loved it. And then we interviewed the the second food truck owner in the city, the third food truck owner, and then we talked to some of the uh, the major players in this whole battle. Well, what was the most tasty stop uh, of all the food trucks that you visited in D.C.? What's your favorite? Oh, this is going to sound so cliche because <laughs> it's probably a lot of people's favorites. And uh, it's the lobster roll. You know, I, I, I have to admit that I haven't eaten from all the trucks because there's, there is a ton of trucks, but I really do like the lobster, the, the lobster roll truck and curbside cupcakes has like an incredible red velvet cupcake with super thick icing on it, which kind of, kind of my fave. So those two things are combined are an awesome meal. Oh, they sound delicious. Okay, so if if folks want to find out, maybe they're inspired to start a food truck, is this Food Truck Association of Metropolitan Washington like a resource for someone who has an idea for a food truck? Yeah, they could. Absolutely. Um, If you look up the uh, Food Truck Association of Metropolitan Washington on Google, you will find them. Also, there is the Washingtonian Magazine has a site called foodtruckfiesta.com, and there are... Um, resources along, I think, the right side of the page uh, for people who are interested. And, you know, anyone who listening out there who wants to start a food truck, do your homework first. It is not a cheap undertaking. Mm. These trucks cost probably around $100,000. And wow. there is no guarantee of success. Even though it's a very hot market right now, it's becoming increasingly competitive. And we are seeing very beloved food trucks in the district closing their doors. Wow. Now, you didn't find any wine trucks, did you? 
Uh, no, but, you know, I think that's a market opportunity for maybe an enterprising radio host. I know. I might have to look at that. Well, this has been amazing. I can't wait to watch the replay on PBS. And there is a teaser video, which I'm also going to link to on our website so folks can get a, a feel for it so they know they want to watch it. Robert Passion, director of Capital Food Fight and producer, thank you for joining us here on The Sipping Point. Thank you very much. Cheers.